California's Mojave Desert nine years ago, our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter of a million beings, bred to adapt and labor in any environment. Physically stronger than human beings, with keener senses and two hearts, these alien newcomers have joined the American workforce. The Tanktonese have been accepted by many, but feared and hated by so-called human purists, now incensed by the newcomers' right to vote and run for public office. With no way to leave Earth, the Tanktonese newcomers have become a growing part of the population of Los Angeles. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alienation, the Newcomer Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike, along with my brother, Kenny. Hey, guys. Today we're discussing part two of the final... Sad, sad... Tear, tear. I know. Final TV movie for Alienation, the Udara Legacy. Directed by Kenneth Johnson and the writers were Renee and Harry Longstreet. I liked it. <laughs> that's all I have to say that's about it. That's it. Done. <laughs> and always remember. Oh. <laughs> no, let's, let's continue the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not going to go out like that, guys. Come on. I love your mother very much. And I love being a policeman. If I had to live without one or the other, I would find it very difficult to choose. Your mother is a very brave woman. Not unlike anyone who loves someone who wears a badge. She's doing what her heart's telling her. Trying to protect you. Dad, are you hoping to turn me off of this? I don't think so. I do what I do because the law, at its best, promises order and fairness. It checks the tyranny of people who prey on others. When you've lived in slavery, these things are not just words. You want to know the main reason I want to do this? It's seeing how much satisfaction you get and how good you are at it. Your mother will never make me choose. This will always be my burden. Yours too. If this is what you want. Oh, yeah. And I promise I'll never embarrass you. That's not a concern. You just do your job and, and try to keep yourself safe. Now you sound like a cop's father. I suppose I do. Oh, oh, okay. All right. You'll learn that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, for the episode summary, Matt and George investigate a series of strange occurrences involving newcomers who are found to be programmed to carry out someone's dirty work. The method by which they are brainwashed dates back to the slave ship's rebellion group, the Odara, who we find Susan is a part of. Buck decides he wants to follow in his father's footsteps and joins the police academy. Do you remember the Udara? Of course. You think they have something to do with this? Yes, I do. For the Udara, the end always justified the means. Now, why does a construction worker suddenly become an extortionist? And why does a, a model cop suddenly become an assassin? What does Matt think? Well, Matt sees profit or uh, passion behind every crime. Well, it wouldn't be the first time, George. Besides, once the ship crashed and we gained our freedom, there was no reason for the Udara to exist anymore. Just as well, they're obsessed and dangerous. We were no better than cattle, George, in a slow line to slaughter. You don't condone what they did. But the Udara stepped out of that line. They fought back with the meager resources they had at their command. But they lost all sense of morality. They became worse than the monsters they were fighting. 
Yudara instilled an even greater fear. We even stopped trusting each other. How many of our people died because of their attacks? Their provocations? Susan. Susan. Susan, what's the matter? What is it? I was Udara, George. And for our stars, of course, we have the always wonderful Terry Trehouse, who plays Kathy Frankel. We have Jeff Marcus as Albert Einstein. Eric Pierpoint as Detective George Francisco. Ron Fasser as Captain Brian Grazer. Gary Graham as Detective Matthew Sykes. Michelle Scarabelli as Susan Francisco. Laura Woodland as Emily Francisco. Sean Six as Buck Francisco. And Jenny Gago as Detective Beatrice Zepeda. And I'll start off with the guest cast. We have Sharon Ami as Sarah Sashin. We have John F. O'Donohue as Sergeant Hotskin. We have Mary Ann Hermanson as Tina. Ron Mitchell plays Newcomer Man. I love those ones. I know. So random. <laughs> so generic. We have Scotch Ellis Loring as Gary. Greg Longstreet as Miles Standish. Oh, I wonder if he's related to the writers. Yeah. He's probably a son. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Jack Kerrigan as Daryl. Marianne Elliott as Clairvoyant. We have Lou Palter as Moderator. And then we have Eric Popic as Sean. We have one of my favorites. This is a, a guess because I, I mean, we're big V fans also. Yes. Um, I was, as soon as I heard the voice, I'm like, oh, and the face, Lane Smith, guys, if you remember him. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was the senator. He was. And then we have Gino Montizo, who plays Pete. We have Jane Longnecker, I love it, as Paige. We have Mary Amado Ingrosso. I like that. Sure. As oh, I'm sorry, I was waiting for you to repeat, <laughs> or to finish it. As the FNN reporter. And our last but not least, we have Yvonne Cole as Officer Wilcox. There we go. I couldn't just sit there wondering, wondering if you were still alive, if my children would be taken from me. You think I didn't worry? You think I didn't ask for you or the children every chance I got? And then what? Do whatever they say? Suffer every indignity? Every degradation? We were treated like animals, George. Dora, we're killers. Every dark atrocity went atrocity. to the Atrocity? Fighting back an atrocity. Destroying overseers, an atrocity. Wanting to save my family. And survive an atrocity. What is the point of survival once you've lowered yourself to their level? What is the difference between us and the overseer? I knew the difference, George. Well, many of you didn't. What? Is it better to die a slave? I rejected that with all my being. You've forgotten too much. You sound so sure of yourself. I was. I am. Then why have you kept it from me? If you were so sure, why didn't you tell me? We have always shared everything. It's because you know, don't you? You know the end can't always justify the means. You've become too human, George. What, the meek shall inherit the earth? Look around you. Do you see that happening here? Did that work back on the ship? Admit it. What Udara did didn't give you some hope, some satisfaction, to finally see fear in the eyes of the Klisansun? Udara chose to make sacrifices rather than wait for the overseers to kill us. Don't you see the difference? Yes, but you had no right to sacrifice those who didn't make that choice. We were a subjugated people. We were a desperate race, but we still had to have a conscience. 
All right, the second half of this episode was really good. Uh, oh, it starts. It starts. I mean, it starts ramping up. You had a four cylinder the first episode. <laughs> We're on all eight now, baby. Yeah. All eight. Yeah. Uh, so we find out that Susan uh, was Udara. Yes. And she not only was Udara, she volunteered for Udara. So what does that mean? She's a badass, people. <laughs> a badass. You don't. Th- no enhancements on her, baby. That's right. She was. Let's do it. Yeah. She. So we don't know what she did, but it sounds like she did some pretty. Well, we saw her kill an overseer in the flashback. So we know she definitely killed overseers, which in turn, they killed like six or seven slaves. Yeah, they did like duck, duck, goose your dad. It was weird. It was like a weird zapper thing, and they would touch somebody, and they would either kill him or wouldn't kill him. Yeah, and it passed right by her. They touched her, and it went by her. Yeah. But she was explaining to that she was away from George a lot. Yes. So it was like a dark time, and it. It kept her out. I, yeah. Maybe hope or something. But it, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I would do in this situation. No, yeah. it's hard. You're I mean, you can't. Your family, your you loved ones. But technically, they're terrorists. You know, in a sense. You know what? Okay, way to put it that way, there, buddy. Because I wasn't, I wasn't even going that route. But okay. Well, I'm just saying. I'm trying to make her look okay. They, you're, you're like they were. They're, no, she's they're extremists. Bad. I didn't say she's bad. I just said they're extremists. You said terrorist. Well, they are <laughs> technically. Um, <sighs> I don't know. So, yeah, so I, we. I don't know. I right <laughs> okay. So yeah. So we have uh, that part of Susan's storyline going on, and it's and it's good, and it starts ramping up because then she tells George, and George is just dumbfounded, had had no idea this was happening. And you made a lot of cool points too, because you see a lot of Susan interacting with characters that she never. Oh yes, yeah, with. I did. I wrote that down too. Um, yeah, we have Susan uh, and Matt. Yeah. Look, this is difficult for both of us. We're sure these two newcomers were or are Udara. Where is George? He's around. Susan, it's better that I do this. Really? Better for whom, Matt? We've got this Gweenie guy in custody. He's not saying much. We need information. Since you and George aren't exactly seeing eye to eye... He told you. He actually told you about our fight. The Udara is police business. I understand that, Matt. I'm talking about our private life. This is more important than whether I know my partner slept on the couch. Major crimes are being committed. Lives are being lost. Susan, you're a citizen in a land of laws now. Ask your damn questions. Uh, when she's being interrogated by Matt. And it's funny you say the word interrogation because she actually treats it like that. Yeah, oh yeah. She's she definitely... Would, yeah. He's getting information out of her and she's not happy. No, um, And then we have another interaction later on in the episode between Susan and um, Kathy. Kathy. Mm-hmm. No one can blame you. Most of all, you can't blame yourself. Well, then who can I blame? I keep thinking that if I had told George, maybe something could have been done about Emily and the others. Susan, you didn't even know who the others were. The Udara were extremists. I mean, history is full of people like that. Desperate people with a passion to survive. Morality is a judgment made by the winners long after the battle is over. Well, I thought it was over. We were free. The slavery, the Klisansun, and Udara. All things we could forget. Matt and George will find out who's doing this. You know they will. Which is really cool. And yes, we've seen them before in scenes, but it's very rarely do we see those two women or Matt, Matt and, just and to, yeah. just together, just by themselves talking. 
Um, so that I thought that was really cool pairing. Oh, me too. That they it was did. neat. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So as we mentioned, they interrogate. Well, in quotes, they interrogate <laughs> Susan to get information. She only tells Matt so much, and she wants to talk to George. George comes down, and she kind of just spills the beans. And this is where we find out. Well, no, remember he walks in. She says, "Yes, detective." Well, if you remember that. Well, but she was because like being snotty. Oh, see, yeah. <laughs> being interrogated, interrogated. Um. So yeah. So she wound up uh, telling George everything, and we found out this is what we were talking about in the, in the previous podcasts that uh, they wanted to make sure to ensure that this Udara uh, resistance cell. Uh, lasted longer through generations. So they had to plant the sleeper ones in children. But in order to do that, they had to get permission from a parent. Right. So they just didn't take kids off the street and implant them with the sleeper. So you come to find out that Emily was implanted uh, with this gas, and now she is a sleeper agent. And has no idea. And, and, has the, par- and, the, parents didn't tell, and the parents won't tell her. Yeah, yeah. Now what would you do? if you Would you tell your kid? Hey, by the way, there's this, this there's massive thing going on right call. now. But you might get a phone call. Don't answer it. No, at least give me a heads up. I would think so. Because, I mean, well, I understand both sides. Because you don't want to paranoia. You don't want your kid yeah, to be paranoid. Be, yes. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't answer a phone. You know, have you checked it, children? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no, that's kind of weird. I, I don't even know. Because as being a parent, I, I don't know, man. That would be kind of weird. It would be, be a tough situation. Yeah. Because you want to protect your kids. Yeah. But you don't want to scare your kid. But you don't want to, yes. So, I mean, man. But they're also, she's 16, so, I mean, she is older. It's not like an 8-year-old. Yeah, but, but, but again, you're still, it's it's your kid. Yeah. You know, I mean. No, I mean, it's just a tough choice. Yeah, that that, that's to, weird. That it's, you have to make. Right. You know? Well, we have the, uh, if you guys remember, the the guy that did the first two. Oh, yes. Out, right? That's right. That's right. He That guy. He he was trying to check into yachts. Now he's he's looking at bigger boats. Well, he got money from that last. Uh, he said he got an inheritance, inheritance from his right. brother, which so, technically he wound up. We find out later, but <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so he gets he comes back to his boat, and there's a guy with a gun, and you don't see you see the back of his head only. Yeah, there's another guy on the computer asking how it all works, and he has the Tankinese little piece of plastic that has all the names on it. And the guy is being threatened at gunpoint, so he tells this mysterious man that we don't know who yet um, how to activate. Because uh, he was being greedy. Yes, because previously in a scene before, uh, they wanted this guy to do another – he wanted to – Another job. Yeah, wanted to do another job. He already did the two. They liked the results, and they wanted to do a third one. But now the guy's like, well, I want $250,000 for it. And then that guy's like, And the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. And we find out this guy's like... Uh, He's a governor. Governor, yeah. yeah. Like, Holy sh... Yeah, yeah. So then Corrupt we... politician. <laughs> Corrupt politician. And then so... Um, so yeah, so we're back on the boat. Uh, he gives this guy all this information, and the camera pans up, and it's... <gasps> Michael Nathan Bates. Oh no, sorry, <laughs> that's V. It's it's Lane Smith, who's yeah. the senator. Yeah, who's running against a newcomer, Paul Bear. Paul Bear, um, for the Senate chair, and uh, almost a Nathan. Um, <laughs> We're gonna call him Nathan the Bates. Congressman. <laughs> the congressman nods at the guy holding the gun, and they take out the other guy. The poor, poor, yeah, uh, yeah the guy Joe, Sh- Joe Schmo guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is what happens when you get greedy. 
So we'll talk about this later, but I was asking my brother, I go, how, where'd this come from? How do you, yeah, you know, yeah. how do you, I mean, we literally find out like in the last five seconds. Of and the then episode. you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it all makes sense. sense. It all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So then he's dead and now <laughs> the Senator, the guy Senator has Lane, Lane Smith, Lane Smith, Nathan Bates. <laughs> um, he has uh, control now and he put on, obviously you know, he looks up a name, and I love that fact that, oh, guess what name he chooses out of the list of names? Dun, dun, dun. It's Emily. It's Emily. And he calls her while she's at school. Many of them joined the Daughters of Liberty as the war continued. Hello? Yes, but... I see. Emily? It's for you. You're patching your father's office through. Many as 20,000 American women serve the country. Yes. Primarily as nurses, the water and munition Yes, I understand. Yes, I will. And now, every all the police department are. This is one thing I love about. They all love the Francisco family because you got Zepeda, who is going to take a five. Like She's been planning a vacation for like five years and saving her sick pay. And everything. Everything. And she was so excited. It looked like it was like a whole month long vacation. There's a cruise and such. But um, she put it off. She canceled So she it. can yep. help protect Emily. So they had stakeouts. They had cops all over the place watching Emily just in case something would happen. Um, and then they were also trying to find the older woman that Michael talked about in the previous episode. The one who was actually initiating and planting all these sleepers. Yep, because um, they're hoping that there would be some sort of code or some way of decoding them, so they went. Uh, and there was like eight hundred of them, and like uh, only like six hundred left, and four hundred still live in L.A. Yeah. So their so odds they, were pretty good. Yeah, so they wound up setting up a sting uh, to about benefits, old Tankani benefits that they had to come down to the certain place to to sign up for them, and. Lo and behold, there's uh, the woman, and they grab her and they pull her aside, um, and uh, they go to interrogate her. Uh, and uh, George is getting nowhere. He pulls a gun out well, on her. Well, he's using like a forceful method. Well, no, you know, he's he's being threatening. You're not a Dora. You can't yeah. kill yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's what she blah, says. Blah blah blah. Yeah, right. he pulls a gun on her, and she's like, you know, you won't kill me. You won't kill an old woman. And he you know, obviously he won't. So he, you know, and, and Matt's like, oh man, he called, she called her, his, called his bluff, called his man, bluff, called his bluff. And then suddenly Susan comes in, grabs the gun out of George's holster, points it at this woman's head, and says, I'm Odora. I am Odora. I'll kill you. I'll, yeah, I'll shoot your ass right, right now for, the, for the, my daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. kill your. Sh- yeah, yeah. So she winds up. Um, being more threatening. Susan was definitely a badass. Yeah, she was definitely prominent in this episode. And, and what a way to go out, though. I mean, oh, honestly, yeah. they, you know, yeah. Susan's just boom. Yeah. You know? So, so obviously she doesn't kill a woman. The woman tells her what she needs to know. The, but yeah, so Susan uh, gets the, the code, the words that you have to say to de-program uh, the person. So now, uh, after Emily was activated, she pulls a fire alarm. She somehow slips away from the police who are watching the school, and we find out that she is going to foe the attempt to assassinate the uh, God. You got me saying Nathan Bates, the uh, senator, the, the senator Lane Lane Smith, uh, the senator <laughs> Nathan Bates. 
Um, yeah, so she... And she only gets shoot him in the arm. We find out it's his team and the governor and his henchmen who are part of this. And they're uh, trying to... And they're, yeah. Setting up. They're trying to set up... Make it look, newcomers look bad. Yes, making newcomers. Because obviously his opponent's a newcomer. A newcomer trying to, yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to make it look like, oh, look, a newcomer trying to assassinate the human. Uh, how can you vote for a newcomer? Right. Um, yes. Corrupt politics. And it already looks bad because the other, the police girl, the police woman was a newcomer, and the bomb guy was a newcomer because they're all sleeper agents. Yep. And so it's making it look like all of a sudden there's this, you know, uprising of, of Tankanese that are going bad. So... Um, oh, I forgot to mention, Buck is actually patrolling the, the police, or the, the, what's it called? The bait. The event, yeah. Yeah, he, so he's there. He, he volunteered and um, kind of put his uh, superior on call. When... Well, the cool part is his teacher is really cool. Like he, yes. Like, he, they, they were pulling pranks on him, and he, he came in late. Yes. And the one guy's like, San Francisco, you know, Francisco, what's going on? And actually, a student steps up and Another says newcomer he's having girl. problems. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's like, he understood. Right. And then he comes in, and another cop comes in, and he's like, I need two volunteers. Everybody volunteers. And he picks, like, two white guys over in the corner. And Buck pipes up and says, uh, well, shouldn't you one's know. a newcomer. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the candidates, candidates is a newcomer. Why couldn't you know? And uh, the other guys, oh, it's not you know, it's not about that. Blah blah blah. And then like the teacher guy, the teacher guy, the really good cop is like, oh, that's a good point, I Francisco. Agree. That's right. And so then the guy's <laughs> like, oh crap. Okay, Francisco, you're with me. Right. Um, so that's how he gets onto the the team. Uh, so yeah, so everyone's looking for Emily, and Albert just happens to be watching the TV. And they do a camera pass at the audience at the debate. And sure enough, Emily's sitting in, in the stands. What are the odds of that? The, so, yeah. So then Albert runs up to George and Susan, who are panicking because they just found out that Emily got away. And she's, he's like, oh, yeah. I just saw she's at the debate. Emily. And they're like, no, no, she's missing. Oh, no. no she's, she's at the debate. I just saw her on TV. She's sitting at the debate. And then all hell breaks loose. And everyone rushes over to the... Debate to find Emily, and then we find out that there's a, there's a page there who's working undercover, or not undercover. She's just working with the uh, the bad senator because um, she actually gives Emily like a VIP pass so she can walk around wherever. Yeah, yeah. and then she goes to the back and actually gets a gun, and then uh, the police show up and they're looking for Emily. They can't find her anywhere. Uh, Matt goes into the control room. And he's like, I want cameras in the wings. Um, so they're taking a camera, and then you have Buck over on the side on the right wing, kind of, you know, making sure no one gets past him. And next thing you know, Emily comes walking up to uh, Buck. Order, Joe. What are you doing here? I won't be satisfied until there are no more holes in the border that seriously impede the economy of California. Put the gun down. And, uh, and, Buck's, like, and Buck's like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> she takes him out. Yeah. Um, she takes him out, and then she walks up and goes, yeah. Here's my vote. <laughs> yes. And as she's about to pull the trigger, George runs up to the stage, knocks her down. Uh, it misfires and doesn't hit anybody. And then uh, they struggle. Emily, she wops George, man. man. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're strong. Yeah, she wops And some George of the women are strong. George men. went flying. Yeah, she smacked her dad in the face and he went flew off her. And she wound up pulling the gun against her chin. And was just uh, ready to pull the just trigger. Just, re- I mean, moments from pulling the trigger. And Susan screams out, the the code. Here's my vote. Shoot him. 
Deactivates her technically. Yes. Well, yeah, it completely takes it out. Yeah. So she can right? never be reactivated. Right. So yeah. So obviously, I mean, it's not going to blow our brains out. Um, so yeah. So everyone's fine. And then at the end of the episode, we find out that, um, uh, you know, Buck's fine. He little, little pepto, broken, little yeah, pepto, some broken <laughs> broken ribs where the the bullet went through. But he'll be okay. He, uh, he was going to get accommodation from. You know, for the chief, know what he did, but he's going to get accommodation for it. Well, he just took a bullet. Oh yeah, that's true. He did. He did try <laughs> to stop his sister. Try to stop it. Took a bullet. Uh, but instead, uh, uh, he asked for a favor, and he wanted the video that the bigoted uh, commander and assistant had at the academy. And they also got to reassigned. I'm putting quotes up. You can't see me. Air quotes. Air they quotes. got they got reassigned. Yep. Uh, which is really good. So that was kind of a cool thing. And this is where we find out that the initial guy who started uh, with the brainwashing, his brother worked at the immigration uh, immigration for newcomers and confiscated. We found, yeah, we found out that the woman said that her her stuff was confiscated. She had the list of names of the sleeper people. She had the code and what you had to say and all that stuff. Uh, and that was confiscated. The br- the guy's brother got it, gave it to the guy, and that's how this whole and how it all started. Happened. For the whole time, you're like, "What is? Go- oh, yeah, yeah." And you get to see a little bit of Captain Byron. Yes, you don't see him until like he's like an hour into hour the, of the episode. Yeah, you have a half hour left. You're like, "Hey, yeah. there he is." Yeah, he's he's very. Uh, and he was on the side of the Francisco. Remember, take your. I know they're all. Yeah, I know what you're doing. You really, do really good. Do. Which is really neat to see. Yeah, from from the beginning of the series to now. Yeah. It's amazing how, yeah. how much progress they've made. So, oh no, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's really good. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it for part two. Uh, really good. This was a really good episode. It was great. It was. Re- it felt like a like classic alienation to me. It did, you know, and yeah, I, and it was I was a good police drama. It was a good, you know, social uh, society thing that's going on between the races. Oh, it's great. The whole thing was great. It was just really well balanced. I mean, yes. I mean, acting-wise, it was probably a stronger Susan episode than a George and Matt episode. And, you know, Kathy was in it from here. I mean, she was also pregnant. But yeah, she was she in was it, in all it. right. She yeah. was in it. But, you know, Buck had a, a decent story, and, and uh, Emily had a, a nice story towards the end. You know, Albert didn't really have a story, and Jenny Gago or uh, Zepeda was in it, too. And like Michael said, uh, Grazer was in it for a little bit, uh, but not focus of the story. It was definitely a Susan Strong episode. Which is really nice, and it, it was sad because this uh, this was the last episode. Yep, but this it. wanted me yearning for more. Once you, oh once yeah, it, it ended. You're like, oh, I can't wait till. Oh uh, shoot, that's yeah, it. That's it. There's no more. It but was I, a good. It was it was a good ending though. Yeah. The Udara were committed to fight to the death. We saw no end to the struggle. Many died. Some became too old to fight. Avra said we had to have. A reserve. A force that could not be implicated or exposed no matter what horrible things the overseers might do to them. We needed new fighters, completely dedicated to the cause, ready to carry out any order without fear. La prolos. 
Serdrog's face seeing you. Without hesitation. Without mercy. Go on. We stole a mind-altering gas from special section. Masa Grifo Beast. Ian Lasu. It was absorbed through the eyes. The shadow force was seeded. Seeded? Once, once the gas was absorbed, they could receive what humans call a hypnotic suggestion or mind control. The trigger, um... It would activate them. Then they were given a phrase that would initiate their mission. If they returned, all memory of Udara, of what they had done, would be wiped out by a termination phrase. And if they didn't return? They were programmed to take their own lives, rather than betray the cause. Do you know the phrases, Susan? No. Ivor kept them to herself. George, I don't know how this could be happening now. I don't understand. Tina, the police officer, she would have been nearly a child on the ship. The Udara needed young people, children, so we would be ready to fight for generations. George, you have to understand what it was like for me. We were separated so often. The Udara was hope. We had to have hope. Susan, look at me. You seem to know an awful lot about the seated ones. But it must have been the Udara's greatest secret. Yes. None of the children were seated without permission from a parent. George, I let them seed Emily. So we have a few behind the scenes. We already did all of our fun names in the last episode. So if you didn't hear them, go back and listen. That's right. Go good, back to last episode. Um, so first of all, I want to say that there was no Vesna. In this oh, episode. that's right. Yeah. So don't know. They're never four, explained. Four-year-old daughter now, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know in a previous episode they said she was in like a cocoon for a certain amount of time. But maybe she's still in that cocoon. Oh, she's at preschool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, there's, <laughs> we'll no, there's no we'll mention of her. Yeah, know. we'll never know. I think, I mean, it made sense. I guess you really don't want to have to put a, a headpiece on a, a three or four year old. Yeah. Um, you know, it was bad enough for the actors, but yeah. So You know, what, you know what you didn't get a lot of this episode? Like, you, you didn't get a lot of Overseer. You got, you got a little bit, a but not them. like a... Yeah. A lot of the episodes always... There was always one main Overseer, yeah. you know? Yeah, they were always the bad guy. Which is kind of neat, because you see Susan now. She's not an Overseer, but she was more... They're, like, more ruthless than the Overseers. Yeah. So it was yeah. just kind of neat to see that. A different yeah. a different angle. Different, a different perspective. Yes. Yeah. So really Definitely. cool. Definitely. Really cool. Yeah. The alien heads were only ever used one time as the edges were too thin and couldn't be used for multiple wearings. I didn't know that. I had no idea. And aren't those costly to make one? Oh, I mean, no, probably not. Well, it's just latex, but, but it's still, I mean, thin it's latex thin. I guess, I guess each one had to be painted I guess towards identical. The, towards the end of your head yeah. right here, your yeah. scalp area. I'm, I'm like, you can't see it. <laughs> but yeah, I can see at the end of the scalp, it ripping and tearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got I it. I mean, there's a, there's a behind the scenes where it shows George taking... And he's grabbing the back of it and he's ripping it off his head because he just, at the end of the day, he just wanted to have it off because it's so hot. 
So my question, do they, when they film, so that's it, it's just one use only? Yes. And then they just make another one? And then they do another one for so the they next episode. Paid. So each wow. one had to be hand-painted identical. Well, now you know why it's 4.5 million. <laughs> well, just about the TV series. I know. They had to make, and it's not just, it's, you know, not every, it's not like they went home and slept in it. Yeah, they're not making So every f- day they shot. They shot for 23 days on this episode. So and you're having 23 different heads. So at least 23 different heads for the main. And why can't I find them on, like, screen news <laughs> or something, man? That'd be well, sweet. Well, they definitely don't last long. Um, right. Latex definitely deteriorates. Because that'd be sweet. That yeah, would be cool. Um, the original idea for this movie came from Kenneth Johnson, and he actually called it Time Bomb. Which hmm. kind of makes sense, because all those people are ticking time ticking bombs. Ticking time bombs, right. So they could go off at any time. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. About an hour and three minutes into the episode, Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight did a cameo in the alien makeup. She came down to the set to do a piece on the show and wanted to be put in an alien makeup. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But he, yeah, I pointed he, out to Michael. He pointed out that to but me. the only reason I know is because I was watching the commentary. Like I said, if you haven't watched the commentary, it's amazing to watch and hear Kenneth Johnson talk about these things. But yeah, he pointed out Mary Hart. I would not recognize her. See, that's cool, man. Yeah, just a nice little little cameo in there. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, and then I think for uh, the last one here, I actually this is more, this is really a behind the scenes. It's just something I found. I thought it was really interesting. I found a website. That you can go to and it, you can read scripts from Alienation. They really? Have, yeah, they have some from season one, some of the ones we've already seen. But the more exciting stuff is the stuff they have from season two that was never produced. I'm like, there was no, it, there was wrote, no season two. Yes, but they wrote like four or five episodes. You oh, know, they thought that, that had to be. They cool. thought they were coming back. Everybody thought the show was coming back. There was no. It did well in the ratings. People were liking it. There was no reason for it to get canceled. Until the stupid business people at Fox decided to get rid of all their dramas. Um, so they had scripts prepared and ready to go. So there are scripts and you can read them and they're unbelievable. And maybe we'll do a podcast on That'd them. That'd be kind of cool. I'd like cool to, to read, that. read those and then we can t- talk about them. About them. them. Uh, and there's some TV movies that were written because this five was not the number. Five was. They're just ready they, were, to... they were ready to go with more. It's just five wound up being what they were going to do. But so there's there's. Some really cool stuff. Um, it's a weird uh, URL. I can't really, I mean, I can read it out to you guys, but if you really want to check it out, go to our website, alienationpodcast.com, and we'll post it there so you guys can uh, check out the really cool uh, scripts for the show. That'd be really cool. Yeah, because, it uh, is. It is very cool. And like my brother and I, we were we were big fans of the show. I mean, Still are. You know, yeah, still are when yeah. we're doing this. and. I highly recommend anybody that listens to this go go watch the episodes again. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, definitely do. You know, look, watch rewatch. them again. Rewatch. Yeah, I was them. thinking about oh god, how can we do the the podcast all over again? We can do a marathon. But I was thinking about bringing someone who's never seen it. That'd be kind of cool. And having their them sit and watching it with us again and redoing episode one to nineteen. You know, that we can the whole. Let us know again. what you guys think, so, man. Let's do that. Oh wait, I forgot to mention. I thought it was so cool. This is another interesting fact. Another behind the scenes. The very last scene where Emily is holding the gun against her chin I'm glad you said to that. blow her brains out, that is actually illegal. Or at the time, it was illegal on TV. You couldn't show, uh, as Michael mentioned, she was only 16. So you probably couldn't show, I don't know if it was just a kid. You can't show someone holding a gun against their under, head. Under your chin. Under right. your chin, like you're going to blow your brains out. Um, but they went to the FCC and they told them that this is crucial to the story that it's you know it's tastefully done. Obviously, there's no end result. It's not right. a bad end result. 
But the FCC actually gave them approval and thumbs up, and it passed their rating. That's cool. Which is, and it is a very – it's scary because, you know, you realize that's what she's going to do. She's about going to go – Because they her. take their lives. Yeah, because, yeah, if they can't complete their mission – They take their they, lives. They kill themselves yeah. so they're not found out. Um, which is, again, that just goes to show you who the Odara are, that they, they're taking – They don't care. They don't. They. I mean, this is – but that's what's horrible is that these these kids who were – Gassed uh, and became sleeper agents didn't volunteer for this. Their parents. This is, makes me not like Susan even a little bit more because now. Because they're generation, like they said, the I generation's getting older. Yeah, I mean, they I need totally a younger get it generation because they're being. Enslaved but hey, our kids and, have no idea. Let's just gas them. I know. <laughs> Let's make them assassins, and then if they can't accomplish what they need to do, they'll just kill themselves. It's oh, all good, man. That's right. right. You think about that, right? Yeah. I'm like, God, it makes me see Susan in a totally <sighs> different perspective. Yeah, you really liked her, didn't you? In the beginning. <laughs> but these were your people. Our people. And now they are dead. And for what? The cause? The cause? The fighting is over. Tell us who the seated ones are. Tell us how to clear them. You're mistaken. I'm not who you think I am. A young girl is missing. A teenager. We know she has been seated. If you have no charges to file, I wish to go. No, you are not Udara. You would not shoot a helpless old woman. Damn, she's calling his bluff. You are just as guilty as those who are controlling Udara now. You are just as responsible for these criminal acts. I'm not giving up. Susan! Susan! You're right. He could not shoot you. But you know me. You trained me. I am Udara. Navishgroth Udara. The missing girl is our daughter. I gave her to you. To Udara. I want her back. You will tell him what he needs to know or I will kill you right now. Not for the cause. The cause is gone. But less a gruff I kept a holographic plate with a list of the seated ones and the secret trigger codes. It was confiscated in immigration. Do you remember the codes? Of course. You can find us all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash alienation podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at alienationcast. You can follow me personally at Master Jedi 1975 Or you can follow me personally at at Geeky Fanboy. You can download the podcast, you can listen to the podcast, or just read show notes at alienationpodcast.com. We love getting feedback from you guys. If you want to send any comments about an episode, about a podcast, anything at all, you can send those to alienationpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geeky fanboy that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geeky fanboy and you can become a monthly donator 
to our podcast. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Great episode. A great way to end the series. I hate to say that, but it was really well done. It was a nice episode to kind of... <sighs> no, it, it, like you said, it was a strong Susan episode, and we never had, we never got really a strong Susan episode. So, um, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, like I said, if if you're seeing or listening to part two, definitely go see, listen to part one. Oh yeah. Um, well, hopefully you're, you've already listened. Listen to part, to part one. one. You now, yeah. To part two so that. this is it's been a fantastic journey. I yeah. love this, and yeah, uh, and we're still gonna we're, we're still not done. More. We're yeah. not done. No, just because the TV movies are over. Like I said, we have ideas. We're going to be doing definitely doing the movie next, yes. the official movie um, that came out before the TV series. So we'll we'll be reviewing that. We'll probably do that in two parts as well because it's a two hour long movie. So we'll probably do two episodes for that, and then character profile. Uh, I really want to do character profiles. Uh, I think we m- could talk about information. we could talk about each character yeah. who can be a podcast yeah. or two. <laughs> oh no, no, definitely, I'm gonna be a, a character per podcast yeah, at least. And then um, we also have the books and the comic books, which might be a little bit more difficult to kind of review because books are a lot longer. And Michael and I just don't have a lot of time to read. No uh, comic books, we might be able to go through and do a little bit faster. Uh, but yeah, but this isn't the end. I know we you know we took like a year and a few months off in between. We're really going to try not to do that again. Because um, we enjoy doing this. We enjoy doing it. Yeah, it's a lot of I mean, bro, my brother has like seven podcasts. So <laughs> he, he really enjoys doing this. I, I And I really enjoy it's doing fun. this. I, we definitely missed it. Absolutely. So, um, and we're glad thank you back. Thank you for uh, listening to us and sticking with us. Uh, hopefully you stuck with us. And um, But like I said, we've always done this podcast for ourselves. Yep. Uh, we're huge fans of Alienation. We want to share our love with whoever wanted to share it with us. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. And uh, we will be back again for the Alienation, the movie next. So um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So I'm Kenny. And I'm Michael. But before we go, always remember, we love you guys. We do. We really, really do. Yeah. See ya. Bye. All six networks have already projected Paul Bearer as the winner in a race which became a non-contest after Senator Silverthorne's arrest on felony, murder, kidnapping, and other charges. Citing bizarre circumstances which are expected oh, yeah. to emerge during the trial. <laughs> I feel really bad. It's, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Hey, Buck. Officer, how you feeling? How's it going? Cummings is plea bargaining. Silverthorne is toast. It's for Larry Duncan's murder as well. His brother was the immigration officer who took Arbor's holographic plate. Hey, Buck. This came for you from the police academy. Oh, thanks. How are your ribs? It only hurts when I move. Or laugh. It'll be another week before I let him out. If that's a porno. Excuse me. Chief of police called, said he wanted to give me a commendation. Well, that won't hurt your record. I told them I wanted this tape instead. Some instructors at the academy made it. They thought it was pretty funny. They've been reassigned. Mm. Oh. Uh, hey, Buck, give me some volume. Oh, let's not. Thank Buck. you. Oh, what? A wheelchair to win 5170. Thank you. So, what's the story on that tape, Buck? Oh, they were trying to embarrass us. How could I judge you? Those were unthinkable times. I had to follow my conscience. One of the things I admire most about you, your passion. 
who's talking about passion. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat.com Attention, attention! Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. Alien Nation, the newcomer's podcast, is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Who are found to be, who are found to be, is that programmed? programmed? Mm -hmm. And finishing up the list, we have Eric Popik as Sean. Oh, no, sorry. That's not true. There's more. I guess I removed one. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Buck climbing up the robe, rope, rope, not robe. <laughs> um, 